I'll be too nervous to. I'll probably be lost for words. Welcome to another edition of the Lost of Words podcast. I'm joined as ever by Jason Daniels and Bradley Todd. Gents, hello. Good evening, Tom. I thought I'd put Good the evening, cat. Bro. I thought I'd put the cat among the pigeons there and see who would answer first, or if you'd answer at the same time rather than be going individually. I know. I thought I thought he was being polite there. Um, <laughs> back after a week off, first major of the 2022 well, not season calendar year. Um, Gents, any different thoughts on the Masters this year? I'll come to you, Jason, first. Before we sort of, I know you sort of joked about replaying last year's podcast and just changing the names a little bit, but anything new that you want to talk about? Really, it's set in stone, isn't it? This, this is like, I look. I mean, in terms of punting, I'm not a fan of majors at all. I mean, obviously we watch it and it's fantastic. You get right into it and it's yeah. thrilling, exciting, etc. You know, it's, in terms of sport, it's awesome. But in terms of punting, it's pretty much set in stone, you know. Um, yeah, you're somebody's gonna one day somebody's gonna pop up at two hundred and one, or and we know there's eleven places available. But it's it's one of those tournaments where, you know, let's talk generally. You get ten places. Yeah. Five of them, six of them are going to be filled with players under forty forty five to one. So yeah. you're still looking at, um, you know, only four places. I think um, for anything that you might consider on a standard week, each way value. Um, it is what it is. There's a formula. You don't have to stick to the formula. I've done a little bit of it and then sort of gone off a bit. Um, what can you do? But there's got to be a winner, isn't there? I think it's sadly the one, my main one has been put up by every single person as it was expected. Yeah. So, and I don't like that. So, you know, it's very boring and uh, <laughs> I don't. So um, what are you supposed to do? No, I think, that's it, I think yeah. that's, you, you hope that it means that it's a positive rather than it, it ruins your chances. Yeah. But it's interesting you mentioned there uh, about the filling up the kind of each way places. I was sort of formulating a top 10 article earlier and I was looking at kind of like the surprise people to, to finish inside the top 10. And, and for many years, it's generally just one player that does it, like to your point, Jason. And But then you, you had the one year where it was like, Everybody was a long shot in 2014. Yeah, Jonas Blix was 200 to one. He was second. Miguel Angel Jimenez was 150 to one. He was fourth. Thomas Bjorn was 150 to one. He was eighth. So was John Senden. Kevin Stadler was 200 to one. Bernard Langer was 500 to one. So that was a that was a hell of a year for uh, for outsiders. Um, and even 2020, yeah, Dylan Fratelli 250 to one. He was fifth. CT Pan 520 was seventh. And Corey Connors was tenth at 150 to one. So. Yeah. It does happen, but like you say, it's it's the odd one. And I think in terms of actual winning upside, I mean, Zalasaurus come close last year, 100 to 1. But, yeah, I, I think I, I put it out on, on the Odds Checker article that nine of the last 10 have winners here have finished first or second in the major before. Uh, eight of the last 10 got their first green jacket. So that was basically to... So not leave Danny Willett on his own. It meant that Tiger Woods actually hadn't had a top ten, uh, top two finish in a major before he won the Masters. But that was also his first uh, major as a professional. He won the 1997 Masters. So we know what Tiger Woods does to trends. But it does feel like, Brad, that you have to have had that kind of run at a major. I know everyone kind of talks about experience at you know Augusta in general. But I think 
the actual just major pedigree and having a chance to win one is definitely a prerequisite. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's easy to get carried away. There's a few long shots I, I thought I might have a chance this week, but I think it's, when it comes to the majors, it's you always get them players that show up, don't you? It's like the, the ones that have experience, the ones that have been in that position before. And I think this week it's, it's very much the same. You know, Augusta it's definitely pays to have experience around here and you're going to need to have a good head on your shoulders, you know, a lot of patience and be a good t- like tactician. And obviously you've got to take weather into account a lot this week. Yeah. Like it's going to, it's going to make a big difference. It's windy Thursday to Saturday, isn't it? Like proper windy and it's going to make it play longer. Um, well, depending on where the wind goes, but they've already oops. lengthened the eleven as it is. Yeah, lengthened the three holes. Is it what holes is it? Eleven, fifteen, and and a little bit on eighteenth as well, was it? I'm not sure. Potentially, I know it was eleven. Not sure. I thought I saw that as well somewhere, but uh, yeah. So it's going to play longer, and also the the grass is obviously cut, um, so there's no roll on the fairways, no run, yeah. no run out. So it's going to be playing probably more like seven thousand, seven hundred, seven thousand eight hundred. So there's probably going to be an emphasis on. Um, like more than ever, on strong off the tee game um, and distance. So yeah, uh, but look, it's going to be a cracker. I'm, I can't wait. Yeah, I uh, think... and, uh, sorry, Tom. I mean, I, I think the point about the Masters is you've got so many invitations and so many, you know, ex, you know, ex uh, winners and and places and people with you know lifelong um, entry that you you can make this. It's probably. You know, you know, you, you obviously not our, our open. You can't. As, as is open, especially if the wind and rain comes. Um, U.S. Open, obviously, you've got the, the big drivers. PGA similar, although pro- probably is the fairest, fairest field that you've got. And then you've got this, where I, I really think you, you can probably knock it down to twenty potential winners, mm. which means again that you're you're really going to struggle to. I'm not saying you won't get 151 winner uh, place, but it's going to come from nowhere. And and you know which one are you going to pick, or which three, which four, which five are you going to pick? Um, so yeah, yeah. As you say, they've made it longer. Eleven um, oh, is going to be awesome. Mm. But if the if the rain comes or, or the wind's against them, then fifteen is going to be a real struggle getting home in two, yeah. which is then going to put it into into the hands of chipping. That that um, from sort of eleven through to sixteen, I, I think personally is massive, massive this week. Yeah. Um, 11 is my favourite hole anyway. Historically, the second hardest, mm-hmm. I think it might turn out to be the hardest this week. Um, you can't play to the pin. 12, we know anyway. 13 is that par 5. Crucial that you burn that. 14 is pretty simple as well. 15, as you you know, you might have to now think about whether you go for it. Um, and if you do try and over, you know, you've got the freak in front, the pond at the back. Uh, and 16 is, is uh, well, it's a gimme on on the Sunday don't tell Xander but it's a gimme on a Sunday yeah. but the rest of the time could be really difficult especially if the wind's blowing across yeah. huge absolutely huge yeah. I think if you're in running and you're playing on Betfair and you've got the time to sit there I think it's it's massive so yeah. you, you mentioned the 11th and the 13th in that sentence and the 11th the par 4 11th is now longer than the par 5 13th um, which is amazing because the 11th like you say was already a hard hole average 4.3390 last year uh, when it was 505 yards, it's now going to be 525 yards, which is longer than the 510-yard par 5. Critically, all the par 5s play under par, as you'd expect. There's only one par 4 that plays under par, and that's the third hole. Um, the second is was the easiest hole last year, 
Uh, there was seven eagles and 132 birdies there without any double bogeys at all. Um, and the, the fifth hole, the par four, was the hardest hole with only seven birdies a week, 99 bogeys and 14 double bogeys. So there's a, a little bit of things there for you. The, the, the front nine is generally um, that little bit easier than the back nine. Um, but, you know, that's to be expected. Like you say about um, the 16th, Jason, that it was a gimme hole uh, other than Xander Shoffley, which is which is tough. But uh, there we go. I think I think that will be a, a good addition, those changes. I think they, mm. they've sort of spoken on the 11th. Rory McIlroy sort of said that it's now wider, but you've got a longer approach in, Brad. Um, so you can't really... I, I think, you know, there's more room maybe to bail out, but it kind of makes it so much harder to go in that it almost puts the emphasis on the better shot, which is what it's planning mm. to do. So I think they're really clever here. I think, you know, that, that you don't need to trick up Augusta. It's hard as it is. Like, I think they just, they do add the length where it needs to be added. And the 15th had that little bit of length as well. And I think the third, you, you mentioned maybe the, the 18th had a bit of added to it as well. Yeah, I thought I saw that somewhere. Yeah, yeah but... possibly. And then the 9th and 10th holes have also had their first cut removed. And the 3rd, 13th and 17th have got new greens. Mm. So, it will be interesting to see how it plays this year. I think there might be well, a little bit of differences. And, and uh, sorry, Matt, I was just going to add. Like I was recently saw from I think it was yes, no, yes. There, I think Max Max Homer had an interview and it was saying, oh, how how does it how did it play? To, I don't know if it was today. It was he played it today, and he um, he said the, the fairways are very soft. Uh, the greens are super firm, so it's kind of playing a little longer with the greens really bouncy, yeah. which would obviously make it about as hard typically as it could get um but obviously we have a lot of rain coming at least the next day so i imagine it's going to get a little softer he said it's phenomenal right now and it would be ready to play the tournament tomorrow if it was thursday you know so yeah it's interesting isn't it because they are getting that bit of rain but then they reckon that the sub air system can dry it yeah. all out even across can the whole do so much though can't it yeah really? exactly that it's it's really it's hard i suppose the wind that's coming in might dry it out a little bit as well so it, it but like I say, it all sounds positive. Um, Jace, would you... You can't completely dismiss it, but how much do you factor in the 2020 renewal and how different that was compared to the other years? Uh, what do you do? What do you do? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it has to count, doesn't it? If you're, of course it does. We're saying, yeah. we're saying that's what the weather's going to be this week. But again, you, you know, we thought they could dry it out pretty well in 2020. You know, they kept saying it would be fine. And in the end, you know, I won't say it wasn't a completely different result, obviously. Um, you know, there's no surprise DJ wins the Masters. It's not really a shock. No. Um, you have to factor it in. But equally, the distance is just going to be huge, isn't it? I mean, you know, I don't actually think we know. We won't know until after the first round, really, how the course is playing. No. Um, but I think, you know, I, I, we have to go along with what we know, which is course experience. Um, caddies that know what they're doing, an ability to to find the right part. It's 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 the same. It's not not saying it's not a difficult course, but you talk about eighteen again. It depends where they put the pin. Yeah, you know you know it's again it's it, course it's management is huge. Yeah, Just... I'm not saying it's easy. Look at eleven. Eleven is huge, isn't it? You know, a caddy that tells you do not even look at the pin. Just don't even look at it. Just try and get up and down. And it's that momentum that you know that goes on. You know, if you bogey eleven, which is entirely possible this week, um, and then you hit twelve with the wind blowing, um, <laughs> you can't feel the wind because you're hidden in the trees. Um, you're then under pressure to make birdie on thirteen, um, and then it all can just collapse and just run away from you. It's look, twenty twenty has to count, but 
what can you do? There's always an outlier, isn't there? Um, iron players, iron players, iron players, iron players. They're, most of them are going to hit the fairway. Um, and it's all going to be about not putting pressure on your short game. Um, you know, you're not going. You're not just not going to win it. Oh, you're just not going to win it by no. by having a great short game. You're going to have to play extremely mm. good irons. With the winds, you you might you must expect that there's going to be a lot of people missing greens. You know, even more so than ever. So um, yeah, distance control is is going to be absolutely crucial. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's, again, like you were saying, it's where you miss it. You can't short side yourself. Um, yeah. You know, don't go over the back of half of them. It's, it's. I think you've got to be really tidy. I mean, you have to be all the time around the greens that are Augusta, but I think even more so, more so this week. I really do. Yeah, yeah it's going to be, it'll be good. It's going to be a great watch. That's where the course experience comes in, right? Where the tougher the conditions get, the better the exactly. people that, that know everything inside yeah. out. So, um, yeah. let's let's move into the odds board then. So you've got John Rahm at eleven to one, uh, Justin Thomas at twelve to one now, Cameron Smith sixteen to one with Scotty Scheffler. DJ eighteen to one, Colin Morikawa, Rory McIlroy, Brooks Kepka, Victor Hovland twenty to one. We'll stop there for now. Uh, it's a lot of people short of twenty to one. So many <laughs> <laughs> for good reason, but like you know, it's also it's also weird. Um, I'm not going to talk about John Rahm for just a minute. I'm going to talk about two players because Jason mentioned about having the right caddy, and for a long time I kind of talked myself into Scotty Scheffler being. The most obvious winner here, um, regardless if, if I had to pick one, someone regardless of price, it'd be Scotty Scheffler, and I did that because he's got the back-to-back top twenty finishes already. He's already contended in major championships, mm-hmm. or at least been at the top of the leaderboard. Maybe not contended, you know, directly. He's now got he's now a three-time winner. Um, the world number one thing is, you know, is what it is. I don't, don't necessarily subscribe to it, but it does come with its pressures. But I gave him such a boost because I think. You know, if he's already got back-to-back top 18 finishes, 19 finishes, and then gets Ted Scott in his bag, that expedites the process an awful lot. And the more I felt about that, and the more I wrote about it, I then just thought, if I'm giving this massive boost to Scotty Scheffler because of Ted Scott, why am I not giving that to Justin Thomas with Bones? Like, mm-hmm. how can I not be giving him the same uptick? And in the end, I just decided that Justin Thomas was due a Masters victory. Um, T to green is, is absolutely ridiculous. And the reason I like him so much over John Rahm, Jason, is that whereas Rahm is glaringly poor on the greens, I, I do still think that Thomas can putt when he needs to. And, and overall, the solidity of his around the green game uh, over the others in, in the sort of top half, other than Scotty Scheffler, I thought was a, a big sticking point. He's absolutely standout. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I mean, I, look, we don't tip 12 to 1 or back 12 to 1 right. shots weekly on here but you know 12 to 1 first 10 I, I, I'm not necessarily saying you'll do you'll have a you'll have a each way bet at 10 to 1 or 12 to 1 um, but I mean even if you play him on the exchanges I think he's absolutely standout I mean there is no glaring weakness at the moment not glaring weakness no um, um, you know you go go down what he's doing this year 15th in driving distance lovely 8th in greens 11th in Eagles, 3rd in birdie average, 2nd scoring average, 5th in sand saves, 13th off the tee, 5th in, uh, can't remember what that says, 13th <laughs> in proximity. Right, even better, even better, right? From 50 to 100 yards, he's first. 125 to 150, he's second. 150 to 175, he's first. 175 to 200, he's fifth. Um, he's 100% on putts of three foot. Um, he's top 30 in uh, three putt average. I, I, I you know, his form here is still progressive. 
Uh, he was fourth, obviously, on that November 2020 that you referenced. Yeah. On the slightly softer conditions. He was sixth at halfway last year, 13th after the third round. Uh, obviously, he had a poor 75 in the final round to finish 21st. 2019, he, he came from 44th in the first round to finish 12th. Um, sorry, yeah, yeah, 2019. 2020, when he was fourth, he was up there the whole way. His total strokes gained over the last eight uh, events is is continually top 10. I love the Valspar as a, um, a, a correlative track if you want it. You've got VJ Jordan and Charles Schwartz who have won both. Uh, KJ Choi um, has been uh, third, fourth and eighth um, uh, over here and he's won Valspar twice. Goosen has been second at both. Fiorix won and been top 10 here hundreds of times. Casey's obviously won both. At, sorry, Casey's won twice at Valspar and has got um, plenty of top 10s, top 5s around here. Thomas's major form is great. Oh, I just, oh, it just, it screams, mm. screams that he has to go close. Well, uh, we can't help it. We can't help it if he messes a shot up, yeah? yeah. And he double bogeys and knocks himself out of it. But everything about him is just, boom, done. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because you, you say he's got a really good record in the major championships and people give that a knock on him that since that win in 2017, mm. he hasn't been that good. But he's got a sixth at the PGA in 2018. He's got a fourth in the Masters 2020. He was eighth in the US Open uh, 2020 as well. He had 12th and 11th place finishes in 2019 in the majors. And okay, he was he was disappointing last year. I don't think there's any two ways about that. But he had an awful lot going on. He'd, he'd come under scrutiny a lot earlier in the year. He'd lost a lot of sponsors. His, uh, his grandfather died, he was very close to. Like There was just a lot that kind of factored into that, I think. And like you say, sixth at the halfway stage last year. He was first at the halfway stage in 2020. Um, even when he was 12th, he, he kind of shot middle, uh, middle rounds of 68-69. Uh, he had a shot 67 and was sixth at the halfway stage. What was that, 2018 as well. So he just, he just generally seems to be there and he hasn't quite taken that step forward. And, and my kind of thought process was if... Bones is worth half a shot around, and that maybe that's optimistic, but half a shot around, he could even be worth a shot around. I don't know if he just completely tells him something that he's never heard before. Like, and that's no disrespect to his former caddy, Brad, but mm, no, he's I've got so much experience, right? Bones, he's yeah. got a front row seat to everything. So um, it's a short price. Like, there's no get- I, I, I've spent the last two or three years finding it strange that people put him up. Price, it's so just. Yeah. It is, I find it so hard that people have put him up for 20 to 1 and all of a sudden I'm backing him at 14s and, and probably still wouldn't be put off him at 12s but yeah. it's tough like, I think I think every, like when you consider the fact that Cameron Smith's 16 to 1 when you consider Scotty Scheffler's 16 to 1 when you consider yeah. that you know everyone else that's 20 to 1 and shorter like it, it, you're, you're talking about a couple of points and I just want to talk about the guy that has the best chance and I think that's Justin Thomas so kind of flip-flops between him and, and Scheffler and in the end landed on Thomas because it is hard to see Scheffler winning four times in the space of whatever it is, three months. It's hard to you know, see him just come to a major as the first time as, as world number one. But it's also the sort of thing he, he seems to be able to do. So, um, John Rahm, Brad, what, what do you think? Well, I mean, how can you... Oh, just putting has just been horrendous. Uh, but... Other than that, I mean, it's the just, only thing, isn't it? The only it is literally the only thing, and it's just you can't rule him out, can you? You can't. But he's favourite, whereas I don't think in my head he should be. Uh, I, I'd, I'd probably put Justin, even though I haven't taken Thomas, and I can understand why people will. I struggle to find a weakness myself. Um, 
still the point I didn't go there. Having said that, I think Thomas should be favourite in my yeah. head. So, uh, I don't think Ram is value at that price. Um, I think Ram should probably be like 14s and that would be probably about right or even a bit bigger than that. So, yeah, I didn't even give him much of a thought. I just scrolled straight past him as soon as I saw the price, mate. But... I, think, I think Ram's like that because they just know that if he has a good point week, he'll win. Like he, he that is that yeah. is what he is, and and like unlike Victor Hovland, who's got that glaring weakness around the green that can't fix it in the space of a week because it's an it's an actual problem. Um, John Rahm can just have a good putting week. Like we see, bad putters have good putting weeks, and doesn't necessarily have to fix it. You can't just have a good around the green game it's there's too much technique involved there's too much mm. understanding of the green surfaces and stuff like that so that's not to say that Victor Hovland can't win he could ball strike his way here he could he can control his ball better than everybody else and, and make a ton of putts and win like I don't want to talk people out of Victor Hovland but that's how I see the differences that's why Ram is, is still being protected against um, Cameron Smith 16 to 1 Brad obviously we spoke a little bit off air like yeah. Yeah. Both well, I think it sets up perfectly for him this week with the tough conditions, you know, and his experience here. Brilliant form, incredible leg power, shapes the ball both ways. But 16 to 1, I mean, every man has their price and that is just far too, far too short, you know. That is far too short. I, I was lucky, as I told you, I did place a bet on him at 33 to 1 straight after he won at Kapalua and very happy just to sit on that and... 16 to 1 as much as it sets up perfectly for him it's just far too short far too short when you look at other people in the betting but I can understand why they have him at that price because they've they've got him running scared I mean he's just the main man at the moment along with Scheffler you just think like if they get in contention um, they're just going to win you know so I, I just have a hard time seeing it because I think that despite the fact that a lot of people are saying that his off the tee game has improved so much and um, you know his irons are actually better than people give him credit for. I still think it's so short game dominant, and right. it, it that gets you around to the finishes that he's had in the past, but doesn't necessarily give it a chance to win. So um, if he was thirty three to one or twenty five to one even or anything bigger than that, mm-hmm. you just take the chance that his his short game carries him. But I don't I don't believe that he's again like just talking about Justin Thomas. Well, when he was fourteen to one, you can still get fourteen to one on the exchange or whatever. I, for the sake of two points, I'd rather just take the guy I think can can yeah. play a little bit better. So I agree with you there. I agree with you there. Um, Dustin Johnson, Jason, I thought was actually quite interesting because he's coming back here now without the pressures of defending champion. He's coming back here a little bit under the radar compared to he has over different years. Kind of John Rahm, Scheffler, Cameron Smith all taking that kind of attention. Rory and Tiger taking the attention they always take here. Hovland and Morikawa. Like, does DJ come back here and play like he has at the Masters for? the last decade? I think DJ's on his way back yeah. and I think he wins. I mean, he was one of my five to follow over the next three months. Yeah. Um, I think he is on the way back. Um, and, you know, if it should be interesting, if it is anything like November 2020, um, whether that inspires him to just keep bashing away at fairways and, and smashing it to no distance on the greens. Um, he's been in and out, hasn't he? But um, yeah. I, I think he's been better than it's shown i mean that you know the players stuff we can always overrate because of that final round yeah um you can often do that but it, it you know it was still there wasn't it um and i thought in the match play until you got until he went out i thought he looked a bit tired to be honest with you when he was playing 
when he's playing like on in the match play. Um, I don't suppose he gives a monkeys about that, to be honest with you. They're like most of the players, they're only there for the money and the sponsors. Yeah. Um, but he looks superb going, you know, going up to it. He looked his, his usual language self. Um, he fits. Um, his greens in reg isn't really, you know, as it was. He's not. He's not as sharp, is he? Um, I, I don't see him winning this week, but I, I do see him winning in. in I, I think. I think it's the next eight events. I think all pretty much suit what he's going to do. So wherever he's entered, I'll be. I'll be looking at him. But um, it's not this week, unfortunately. I mean, like you say, he's two points. You know, okay, he was two points bigger than JT. Yeah. He's now four points. Um, it's tight, isn't it? I, I think he'll be there, but I, I struggle to think that he's absolutely on top of his game when you've got the likes of um okay yeah like you say ram is is um, you know can't pack the toppies and uh, the worry about him is that he's, he's going to get angry when he does it and when he does that he messes up badly but mm-hmm. when you've got those players like that you know Sheffield, as you say is, is in absolute flying form can spear blah 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 um i'm not even sure that rory should be bigger than dj to be honest and i've never said that i don't think in six years well, so, um, that, that yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Look, I'd love to see DJ win because I love the way he strolls about, not giving a fuck. He's he <laughs> does. Um, and he, he, you know, he's on the list. He fits. He fits what you want. I just don't think he's sharp enough to win the Masters this week. I I agree with a lot of that. And and, and I was thinking that he was just going to open up at twenty to one with Brooks, Rory, and Povland, and and I'd have a real you know decision to have in my hands, but. My second one in was a choice between Dustin and Brooks, not just Brooks because I don't think there's there's much difference in their chances. Like I, I think Brooks has got an absolutely great chance of winning here. He's he's showing great signs, um, you know, at the Honda and the Valspar, hitting the ball really well off the tee, which is which is huge for here. And you know, his record here is just brilliant. Like he's thirty third, twenty first, eleventh, second, seventh. Um, you know, that second. Uh, was obviously behind Tiger Woods, but he was first for the first two rounds. He shot a 69 on Saturday and fell down three spots, and then shot a 70 on Sunday and went up two spots. Like, And then the, the seventh the following year, never worse than 70, so four rounds under par. And then, you know, his miscut last year is just purely health-related. So I just think the fact that he just seems a bit more refocused, he's playing well in those tournaments where he's the big dog in a small field, uh, which is not necessarily something that's always been true of him. Um, so yeah, I was I was quite happy. Brad Pippert's kept correct when he's won. Yeah, can't argue with any of that, mate. It's, it's, it feels like he's sort of coming into form at the right time, isn't it for it? Yeah, so. he he just he just like you say, I think he like he's always been a hard person to get right, and everyone always said that he doesn't play well in regular events because he doesn't care about them, and all of a sudden he just seems to have been a bit dedicated. Maybe just let himself down with putting mm. over the last couple of weeks. He played well in the match play for a decent period of time. Um, yeah, I thought he was he was impressive. He had some good good scams mm-hmm. there. Beat beat Shane Lowry. Beat John Rahm over nineteen holes. Like, you know, I know Rahm's got his uh, struggles at the moment, but then it, then you come into to Roy McIlroy and Colin Morikawa and Victor Hovland, the little trio there. Um, yeah. Rory, Rory goes on TV and his dad goes on TV and says that he struggles with it and can't figure it out, and everyone else tells him that he can win it and that he will win it, and there's always his certainties and. I was so close to Rory this week, Brad. I was because I Good thought, the, yeah, I thought the price was a bit big. Like Jason just said, it's, there, it's what... pretty big. Yeah, I, I, out of the three you said, I think I was more close to Hovland out of any yeah. of them. Yeah, I, I, I just think with Hovland, he's got to be immaculate. Oh well, um, it's just, obviously I talked myself out of it. It's the clear 
well, it's the, it's the, it's a short game. It's, yeah. it's clear and simple. You have to have a good shot. And then, but then you think you look at the. I saw twenty five to one boost with bet three six five eight places. Didn't last long, but yeah. that that tempted me. I was like, I mean, that's a big price for someone talent and what he's achieved this year. And he's a he's a much better player than when he um, when he last played here. So. Um, I don't know. I thought maybe the wetter conditions, he might have had a better chance as well. Uh, you know, a little bit softer greens, he could just go maybe a bit more flag hunting, even though the greens are still going to be firm anyway. But I, I, I talked myself out of it, but he was definitely the one um, that I was tempted with up there, between them three you just mentioned. I, I still think that he just needs to... Have... Like especially for this major, I think he can go to the PGA and US Open and probably contend and yeah. and not be too worried. I just think this one he needs to go and do that later on in the year and then come back to this next year, you know, mm-hmm. maybe with a bit of a tidier short game and that experience of major contending under his belt and come back and do it. So maybe just a year too early for Victor Hovland. But mm-hmm. Colin Morikawa, Jason never once came into my thinking over this past week. He was further out when I was trying to bet him for Riviera and hoping he was going to perform there and stuff like that, but. I've kind of lost the Colin Morikawa interest, which is probably dangerous considering what he done in the Open Championship. Everyone did the same thing. Uh, it wasn't the Open, though, was it? No. Uh, but anyway, we were not, talk- it definitely we're not the talking about that. It. <laughs> it wasn't. It, was, it wasn't. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, you go, you got the tour tips. You look at the top twenty, Tita Green, which is obviously going to be massive here, and and Tita Green because obviously we waited. It can be, you know, you can gain your figures off the tee, you can gain the figures on approach. Um, so that, that hence the fact I like certain players and, and JTs, obviously, you know, creating that Tita Green from both aspects. Morikawa doesn't appear in the top 20, and, and you know, you'd, you'd, you'd struggle that. Um, you know, he was he, his irons were just, well, as we know, they yeah. were just the best on the planet. Um, you know, all he had to do was find a fairway, and he was he was banging green. There's just nothing there. I mean, he doesn't appear in. He literally doesn't appear well, in any of He's, he's, he's powered all. by putting this year, which is, I, which just, is strange. I just, yeah, I, I, you know, it's like you say, it's dangerous, and and you know, when he gets it back, he's going to be awesome again. But he doesn't appear in any list, not the, even to make a case. No, you know, the only reason I would go with Colin Morikawa is purely to go against my own gut. Like if to to go, mm. I don't think he's going to win, so I'm going to back him because. Yeah, I'm pretty, totally done ruling that yeah. guy. I'm so yeah. done. Yeah, like, he well, doesn't have a chance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you could do you it. Well. Tiger as well, then? No, I'm absolutely not. No. Right, so um, that's exactly why I haven't done it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jason Zander Shoffley. Uh, what, yeah. what, what are you doing this year? Yeah, I'm back in Zander, of course, yeah. obviously. Because Zander will win the Masters, as we all know. He will. I'm still waiting for Gary Woodland to win the 2013 one, but I mean, <laughs> look, Zander, look, everybody knows, everybody's going to laugh at Xander when he gets in contention. Um, we know what he's going to do, but I mean, Mike, his overall profile, again, it, it's, it's, you know, it stands out. I mean, um, it's quite an interesting market, which is, uh, I've only seen it on Betfair because I just haven't had the time to look anywhere else. Um, they're betting without um, uh, DJ uh, Ram, uh, JT, and Cam Smith. Now, I think, you know, I think those four, at least three of them, are going to be in the top six, top seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're betting without that. And they go 14 Rory, 14 Brooks, uh, and obviously bigger the rest. And I actually like that as, as a bet for Xander. I, I think he's 16, 18, maybe I can't. But he's here somewhere. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. Um, oh, I'll tell you in a minute. Thanks for holding. Oh, he's 18. So he's 18 <laughs> to 1. 40 odds, five places without DJ, Ram, Smith, and, and JT. Uh, 
That's a, uh, you that's might as well decent. just you might as well just that's bet him in that rather than bet. that's a much know. better bet. Yeah, it's a much better bet. Yeah. You know, uh, look, his major stuff is is awesome as we all know. You know, Masters. He's made four cuts from four fiftieth second uh, when he absolutely took off behind Tiger, 2019, 17 when it was a lockdown, one and and third last year when he, not saying he would have won, but certainly should have been closer. The lockdown one was more interesting. I was following him quite quite closely, um, and uh, he he made some very very bizarre decisions. Um, there was a rain break. I think he was something like 70 foot away from from the pin on a hole after his second. He had two putts for a par which isn't guaranteed around there, obviously. And he decided to come off. He was putting okay. They just mm. got it back after an early bogey. And he decided to come off. Um, and I can't remember if he bogeyed or double bogeyed the next hole. Then he pulled one the next hole. He was completely out of it. So to finish 17th, I thought was actually a really, really good effort. Um, PGA, you know, obviously he's had five starts. He's got 16th, 10th, US Open. Obviously he's got 5th, 6th, 3rd, 5th and 7th. Um, he is a major player. His he's tee degree game, for me, is is awesome we know what his problems are um under pressure like he did at phoenix last year when when speech done exactly the same thing uh just pulled it left you know straight to the drink mm. um but everything else about him, what's really interesting i went through his um his, his stats just uh you know for the sake of it um and he's uh ranked second for 100 to 125 yards six for 50 to 125 yards second 175 to 200 which might be significant here with the softer greens and uh, softer fairways and that, and 186 from 150 to 175, which suggests that he doesn't have that many uh, that many goes from there. But yeah. that was a that was a really really you know sometimes you can just overread, can't you? Yeah. Um, you know we know what his issues are, but he loves it here. Um, he, he led the tee to green over at uh, Valspar, I think was it? Um, no, sorry, at Phoenix, which he obviously loves. Um, Valspar tee to green six, which I again, you know, I, I really do like for for winners and contenders in this. Xander's going to win it one day. Uh, it's all in the head with him. That's all it is. There's nothing. I don't think there's a, a a glaring weakness. I just think it's in his head. And I know, you know, last year he's been trying to read these books and going to mind gurus, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It may not be a good thing that his dad is such a, a heavy influence on his career, but yeah. you know, I'm sure they'll sort that out themselves. Um, he'll win it one day. Um, and, and as far as he's playing, as far as he's fit, I'll back him every year. The the thing with Xander, right, and, and you say that he shouldn't necessarily have won that. You know, you're not saying he would have won last year, but he lost by three shots and it was a triple bogey on the par three that played under par. Shocking. Like, yeah. that, it's as simple as that. And, you know, you make a par there and you go on and you've got a chance to birdie one of 17 or 18 and then win the tournament. Like, I know, I know that's so easy to say. I'm not convinced he's any better than he is last year. If I'm being honest, like, no, I'm not on him last year. No, uh, but I think that's, but I think that's good enough. Yeah, I actually think it's good enough to win to win the Masters. Of course and, it is. Yeah, you know, but um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I may be adding sort of taking a couple of shots off him just because I'm so convinced. So I will back. You know, I'll happily agree with you if you if you want to put mm. that. That's fine. But there's 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 something. I mean, we know he's not horrendous in contention you know i mean um east lake he just you know i know he loves it there but there's no problem when he's in contention there he has no issue at all um a 22 to 1 or a, a, a 18 to 1 without those lot yeah, that, 18, that 18 to 1 18 is the bet that's the bet yeah. um okay yeah what i, I agree with. what i think 
to go to his mental state is that like and like I'm going to say about someone in a minute in terms of their win chances and being ridiculous to win a major first time right but I just think he he, he has mental issues in contention it's not like he does it in small events and wins these kind of small events and then Mm. struggles in the majors and it's glaringly obvious he's going to struggle to win a major he just has a block at the moment for winning and I just think that he can turn it around at Augusta or he can turn it around at US Open or he can turn it around at I don't know, like colonial. Like it doesn't, it doesn't really matter where he turns it around. He just will. Um, and when you look at the fact he's second, seventeenth, and third the last three years, two top three finishes in three starts, um, it's it's magic stuff, really. It's that. It's only because I've got Brooks and and Thomas already that I, I didn't go to him, and and that is a lot for me because I don't. I always write him off, and and I always think he looks a little bit short. And the fact is, the fact that we always talk about the fact that Xander Schauffele is blown in contention just shows how many times he gets in contention, doesn't it? That, but yeah. you know, exactly. that's how good his game is. I think um, it's, yeah. I think it's, a, I think it's, it's a cruel thing. I think it's something he's now been known for, if you like. But we can pick, we can pick it out of, you know, an awful lot of players. Yeah. Um, and like you say, it's not as if he hasn't won. It's not as if you're saying, you know, you know, he's gets in contention, he hasn't won. You know, he's, he's. Well, I'm going to compare it to someone, and, and Brad, this is your chance to, to shine through. In Patrick Cantlay is your first selection yes. you're giving out here. Yes. Now, I would argue that Patrick Cantlay has similar issues to, to Xander Schauffele. Okay. I, I would say that, you know, he, he got that one win that John Rahm had to pull out because of yes. COVID. Um, he, where was the other one? He got the Tour Championship win that he had the kind of lead in that. He wouldn't have had the lead in if he didn't, you know, if, if John Rahm didn't pull out because of COVID. That's, that's harsh to just take that away because then to, to counter mm-hmm. that, you've got to think about how good he was when he beat Bryson uh, and how clutch he was in the putting there. But I yeah. just think Phoenix, Pebble Beach, like, were they any were they any better than what Zander does? No, no, I can see that. I, I don't know. I, when I look at Cantlay, though, he gives off this impression that he's... He's not a, not really a bottler. I just, I just have this look. I feel like he's not a bottler. I feel like he's actually someone who can... It's just because he's boring, clutch. though, isn't it? It it's is, just, yeah. <laughs> no, I feel like he just, like, he just locks in. He can clutch up at the right... I know he's had times where he hasn't, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just think he hasn't been great of late, has he? Like, hasn't been in the best of form. Yeah. Doesn't boast the most appealing record around Augusta, but it just doesn't really put me off him this week because he's had that prolific finish at the end of last year and then he started this year right really well he just strikes him as a golfer that like means business and i just expect him to fully raise his game for this one and for the majors so yeah i, I just think that he's a, he's he's a good bet this week at 22 um what was his best finish back here? He's, he's played here five times. Yeah, he's best finished ninth back in 2019. And I look at him, I just see he's pretty complete. He's obviously he's been relying on his short game and um, out the sand quite a lot recently, but um, more than he should, more than normal. But generally though, he's a fantastic ball striker. He can shape the ball. He's got great control of where he wants to put the ball, and. He's so clutch with the putter. So I look at him. I know he's not on song at the moment, but when he is, he is bloody complete. And he showed that towards the end of last year and at the start of this year. And the greens that Augusta are bent grass, which is his best surface. And that is evident from his two wins at 
memorial where he putted the bloody lights out. Yeah. Um, and he has a great golfing brain on his shoulders. You know, he really does calculate matters. And I think you need to have that to be successful around here. You have to know when to be conservative, when to be aggressive, have the ability and bravery to be creative, which I, which he has. And I just think he ticks a lot of boxes and I'd struggle picking the one up top that I was going to go with, but I landed on him in the end, 22 he, to 1. He shot 64-68 over the weekend when he finished ninth. So he, I think it was him and Webb Simpson. I think he shot 64s, maybe 23 now. I think it was on that day where I think, I think they got out before the weather or something like that. Um, and then he shot a second round 66 in the 2020 renewal as well. Did miss the cut last year, opened up with a 79 yeah. and missed the cut a couple of times before that as well. But I like what you say about the thinking. He's, he's one of those people that's basically said he can go around with his stock shot. He doesn't buy into this hole. You've got to hit a draw or a fade. He, he can hit whatever shot he wants. He's got yeah. certain holes that he, I think he talked about a traffic light system or something. Which, oh, yeah, I saw that, yeah. That kind of speaks to what he is, right? I think I think we take the piss out of him because he looks boring, but I think he is just focused and locked in. And I just like to call him boring because it's funny to call him boring. But I think I think that's just what he is. He's laser focused. I don't mind that, as long as Yeah, if he wins, Matt, you don't care, do you? Yeah. Um, I'd rather that than be this kind of guy that keeps diving around and shouting at his golf ball, like a Jordan Spieth, who is sitting there at 18 or 22 to 1, wherever you look. Mm. Uh, I will be backing him for first round leader and nothing else. Uh, mm. He has made eight starts here, Jordan Spieth, and been the first round leader three times. So um, I, I will just do that. Anything else on Spieth before we move on, gents? No. Uh, he's he's been playing. He's been messing about and messing about and messing about, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, it's uh, uh, what's it called? Had a go at him, didn't he? Uh, Brandon Chamblade had a go at him for messing about all the time and that. He's, doing it all wrong and somebody's teaching him wrong and he set uh, uh, Greller off to find out about aim point he's, he's just I don't I, I agree with Chambly you know there he was doing what he had to do being a fantastic player it was only he was only very very short of what his best was and he's just messing about and it's not good no no I agree but I would love I, he's one that if I saw him win I'd be extremely happy because I just I... think he's fantastic I think he's great. I think he's good for the game of golf, and I think everyone's going to always. He's going to have his supporters at the Masters. I think he gained what was it nearly eleven strokes to green on Sunday uh, at the Valero. So I just think he's going to carry that into round one, have a good round, and, and maybe piss off because he's not playing as well. So um, that's my summary of Jordan Spieth. Folks, spring is right around the corner, and you know what that means? The Masters is coming. It also means that it's time for a tidy up in your pants and our friends at Manscaped have the best tools for some spring cleaning. Trust me, your confidence will be blooming like the azaleas at Augusta and like that beautiful course in Georgia, you're going to want to feel and look your best in time to sit down and watch the biggest event of the golfing calendar. It's time to clear out that winter bush and join 4 million men who trust Manscaped. Use code LFW20 to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Manscaped are the global leaders in men's below the waist grooming and have forever changed the grooming game with their amazing Performance Package 4.0. Inside this ball care bundle, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. The Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer is a pube assassin that is waterproof and equipped with an LED light, so you bet. It's a major key to the new shower routine as you sit down to watch the major championship. The one I looked really hard at, and I didn't know if it was a bias, I didn't know if I'm buying too much into the second round, at uh, the second last year, 
and Will's had a choice. It took me ages, and he's come into a price where the decision wouldn't be as difficult as when I put him up at 40 to 1. He's now sort of 25 and 28, so not particularly interested in that. But if you take the 35s or the 40s win only, I think there's still a lot of upside in Will's Zalatoris. And I mentioned earlier about can someone win their first tournament in a major. I've always said that I don't think it really matters what field or what event Zalatoris does it in. He's just going to win at some point. And if I believe that, which I do, then I should stick to that. And um, what I found interesting was he was in a group of three players that were... Uh, four behind Matsuyama going into last year and the three players or group of four players sorry and the group uh, the group of players were Mark Leishman Justin Rose and Xander Schauffele and he was the one that took the step forward out of that group and I think that says a mm. lot to me um, that, that he kind of, and you know it can just be a one-off and he could have just bottled it for you know top 10 putting as well last year yeah, uh, yeah. He, he was yeah. great putting last year he was and, great and he was good match play. And great putting display at the match play yeah, yeah. So, I mean that is obviously just the weakness I, and... I still I still think he, there's going to be a time where he's going to just chuck away a two or three foot putt that, that really cost him and mm. it is what it is but I think that's factored into the price I think at the end of the day there's only really Justin Thomas that's better than him ball striking at the moment mm. Uh, maybe John Rahm, I suppose you could argue, but Morikawa's not anymore, uh, or certainly isn't at the moment. You know, we're not talking about Tiger Woods in that breath at the moment. So, yeah, I just take one of the best ball strikers on the planet, hope that he doesn't have too many two-footers that you worry about. And, uh, yeah, I, th- I think his, his major resume so far is, is pretty impressive. He's got second, a sixth, and eighth in three of them. So um, He's one of those players that rises to the big occasions, isn't he? He just, yeah, I just, I just, I've just always said that he will win whatever tournament he wins. It won't matter what the occasion is. I don't think he's yeah. scared. I know he looks a little bit That's fragile. Exactly. I'm going to relate that to uh, Cup, uh, Jennifer Cupcho, who just won uh, yeah. recently. Yeah. That is exactly. She's been, she's been wanting to break. Well, she's been so close to breaking through for so long, and she's broke, she's broken through at the Chevron. And it's like, well, there you go. I, I look at it like Zalatoris almost, you know. Yeah, and. And the Doesn't stupid matter. thing is, we're talking about the trends at the start of the show that you can't win this major without winning or finishing second at another major. And, you know, you've had to have had X amount of wins and the top tens at the moment. But he's got a second at the Masters the year ago. And I just I just don't care. Like I can't, I, I'm just going to go with it and hope that he's ball striking. Uh, I, just, I just think about the par fives and think about the, the layups that 13 and 15 can be at times and just... See him eagling those at a good time. Um, I don't worry about him going into 12, which will probably come back and haunt me now, now I've said it. But, um, yeah, I, I, I like Zalatoris, so I'm going to stick with him. Um, and, and that kind of has me as, as three of my five picks that I've put up already. Um, one of them's getting scratched off because he's coming to a horrendous price. So, um, before we go into the kind of 50 to 1 range, uh, or sort of 45 now Jason is there anyone else that you like at sort of Daniel Berger Sam Burns Hideki Louis Bryson firstly I agree with you on Zalatoris his <laughs> ball striking is just phenomenal yeah. the Tita Green game is just outstanding but yeah you, 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 you have to worry if they get those greens quick but you know again another one he is uh, 22 to 1 without those four um, dudes yeah. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, I agree with you. I think he's got an absolutely massive chance. Um, where are we at the moment? We're, uh, we're, look, Bryson, we're looking between no, Berger Bryson, and Bryson. Bryson. If Bryson pars, he, 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 he hits 20 under, doesn't he? I think it's 67. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, Louis is Louis. Um, again, you know, Matsuyama. Army. Well, Max, look, go down it. I mean, Sam Burns. Be really interesting to see how he plays. Um, obviously, Valspar, which I really like, and, and he's a tremendous ball striker. But it'd be, be fascinating to see what he does. I, I'm not convinced at all at 40. Berger is, is Berger could be one that's so quiet that nobody talks. Nobody ever talks about Daniel Berger, do they? Unless it's like mm. one of your classic forces like Colonial or whatever. Nobody mm. ever talks about it. Um, a 40 to one each way could be could be absolutely huge. I mean, some some of his um, some of his TT Green State stuff, you well, know, is, one of the best line players in the world, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, he was on a list, but you know, ultimately not. Burns, hmm. Matsuyama's injured. Louis going to be fifth, isn't he? Probably. Um, Bryson's injured. Bryson's a. Bryson Did you see the that. video? Did you see the video of Bryson and? Um, Dude, perfect. The, uh, the, <laughs> I cannot. Oh, that was just. I, I haven't seen it. What was this? I can't believe they allowed right. it. I they just, were they were basically doing all their kind of trick shots and all this sort of stuff all over Augusta and all right, um, everyone was getting uh, yeah. irate about it. I think you actually quite liked it, didn't Jason? You just surprised you know, you know the, Brad, you know the all sports thing where they 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 basically have um, the equipment for every sport. So they'll have um, um, what's them bloody stupid things and nerve things that, that fly. Oh through yeah, 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 you throw them and make yeah, them. So they have them have hockey sticks over, and once you use one of the instruments, on you can't use it again on the whole. So they were down Augusta. They played half a dozen holes, I think it was, four holes, five holes at Augusta, um, <laughs> using all these things. It was just... That does I, I, you know what? I just couldn't believe it actually happened. That's what it was, Tom. I, the way we know Augusta, Augusta will not let... You know, you, we know what they're like, right? They're so 1950s, yeah? Um, I just cannot believe that happened. And Bryson was mm. there just flinging these, uh, whatever they are, frisbees and, and uh, mm. balls. It was just... Isn't it? I mean, they were... You know, they were putting on the greens with plastic hockey sticks and uh, kicking footballs. And I, I was just amazed. But anyway, so Bryson, no. Uh, the only one there, really, and it's it's a bit obvious, was Corey Connors. Yeah. Um, mm. Now, you can either go and mortgage your house and back him for Top Canadian, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> which, which, uh, or, or you can, yeah, or you can back him. I mean, he's playing really, really well. And he finished last night with a uh, bogey-free five-under. Valspar. Yes, yeah, that caught my eye as well. Which, uh, to be fair, Jordan finished 500 as well, bogey free. Yeah. But you know, I don't trust Jordan. Um, and he is at the moment. Uh, Corey Connors is 40 to one. I know he's not. I'm lying. Um, that's the market. Um, no, sorry, I'm talking about without the. Uh, without the yeah. It's tough to see him winning, just because I don't trust him. Um, he had a chance, obviously, last year and whatever. Just outside the top 30, I think. Is he 31st in the World Golf Rankings now? Or is he mentally sneaking inside sounds, the top 30? Sounds about right. Yeah. I'll take your uh, word for it. And you're supposed to be inside the top 30. He was 31st when I've done this before Valspar ended. Uh, sorry, Texas ended. Yeah, yeah Valspar. Uh, no, Valero. Valero. I don't be going with V. Uh, and I'm putting a V up at the screen. <laughs> um, listen, he was second at halfway, um, uh, eventually finishing eighth. Um, again, it's a teeter green player, isn't it? Um, you just look at it and you think I, I looked at it and I thought I will be with him um, and then I do keep looking at somebody like Daniel Berger and thinking I'm not sure if Corey Connors is the same price as Daniel Berger but I don't want to back Daniel Berger so then I'm going I'm to mortgage my house and back him I, for the Canadian I prefer <laughs> Connors' game out of the two but 
like you, I don't, I don't. The value's gone on him because there's nothing hidden. He's had bats, bats, top ten finishes here. That's Ball it. striking is absolutely immense. He finished third in the match play, which I would put a little bit of asterisk behind the third and fourth because DJ yeah. could barely be bothered to, to turn up. Um, also, Connors didn't have to play one of his matches, so you know it's. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I think you're right. I think when you look behind, I think Bradle's going to speak up about one of the players at a very similar price. Yeah, and you might you'll probably do the other one. I would imagine this is my guess. Um, then I think possibly you'll leave it, you'll leave him alone. But yeah, like I say, you know he's fighter two on or eleven to four of the top comedian, uh, top comedian, top Canadian. Top comedian, he's probably yeah, he's top, top Canadian. Part of it is. There aren't that many to be fair. Um, so yeah, that's what I would do. I'd just go and and, and do that, and then go and, and go and collect eighty thousand pounds or whatever you're going to find him. <laughs> A quick word on Joaquin Neiman. He's getting very popular, and I can see why, having been on him at Riviera, and mm. you know, there's a lot of crossover between that. I don't actually rate his chances at 40 or 50 to one, but I can see the popularity. Mm. Um, Adam Scott is is someone that Brad is, is someone that you can rely on at this golf course. He's definitely makes a bit of sense. Every every cut over the last 15 years here, and played all those 15 mm. times. So. Still got the distance as well. He, he, he's superb and the fact he's tidied up that putting as well is is obviously massive um is someone that maybe he's missed one cut isn't he in that 15 years i'm, I'm yeah, giving him one well. too many there but he he's struggled at the masters since winning but not to the extent that someone like sergio has like it's it's not completely crippled him um but give us the shout on shane lowry brad yeah, f- f- Shane Lowry, 45 to 1. I think <coughs> I'm in a little bit now because I think he's been put up by quite a few. But he was a fairly easy choice for me. Um, he's been playing so so consistently well for some time now. Second at the Honda, which he arguably should have won. Uh, 13th at the Players, 12th at the Valsburg, and decent enough display at the match play last time out. And he's he crept up to, th- to like 35th in the world rankings, which is... It's pretty good, and he's just trending nicely for a, a big performance this week. Doesn't boast the best record, similar to Cantlay at Augusta, as, but he's got three missed cuts in six starts. But his last two performances, 25th and 21st, suggests he might be starting to work out what is required to go well here. And an interview last year in April I found very interesting backs this up, where he was asked what is he learning about this course like the more times you play it, and he replied, that he needs to be more conservative, patiently wait for opportunities to score. He found it hard to aim away from flags, and that is why he hasn't done well here, because he's, he struggles to be conservative. He just needs to be disciplined. He finishes by saying the tee shots, the whole place, and everything about it, he feels as though he's starting to figure it out. And I just find that sounds very promising. And also, of course, the weather is just a massive advantage to him. It's blowing pretty hard. From Thursday to Saturday, it's been incredible tee to green in recent weeks. And although it hasn't been his strong point of late, he has a, a great pair of hands, which is going to be required this week to get up and down from the difficult spots. So, yeah, have, have to stick with him. I've been on him the last few weeks, so I'm just going to keep riding Lowry. Yeah, I mean, he was actually on my shortlist for first round leader. He was second here after round one in 2016. He shot 68. Uh, then backed it up to 76 but was still inside the top 10 after that uh, then obviously faded away to 39th like you say back to back top 25 finishes here um, slightly different way of doing it last year where he was 8th after first round and literally 21st after every single round so that was interesting but middling rounds of 69-68 uh, in 2020 uh, through rounds 2 and 3 that 
weren't enough to kind of, um, you know, counteract the 74 or 73 yeah. that he posted. But I, I think he is the one that... So I kind of put in my odds checker piece that basically the average amount of starts, and I've got to check on how I've worded this because I, I come out with a little things, but if you average out the number of starts the last 10 winners had at Augusta before their first green jacket, the number sits at 6.1. So 6.1 starts. So Danny Willett and Jordan Spieth obviously won on their second starts. Um, but Sergio Garcia obviously had 19 starts or whatever it was, uh, or 18 starts before he won. So He's on you know, course then. <laughs> yeah, you, you, but the thing is, you look right. So you had Adam Scott had 11 starts. You had Sergio Garcia, 18 starts. Dustin, 9. Hideki, 9. Like, uh, Dustin Johnson and Hideki Matsan were arguably both better players than Shane Lowry. But Shane Lowry's got a major win. He's got another second at a US Open. I think he learned a lot probably from that second at that US Open, but was it Oakmont, I think it was. Um you know, I, I just he just strikes me as someone that I, I do believe in. Yeah. He like, said he learned a lot playing with Tiger as well in two thousand nineteen. When... And that distracted him, I think. Like just yeah. he just he just seemed in awe of his game, right? And yeah, and yeah, that happens, doesn't it, playing with I mean, Tiger? I'll be the same. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Like these people are human, right? And I think just just because he's had those kind of sub seventy rounds in every every year that he's kind of made the cut, just struck a struck a chord with me a little bit. And to me, he's come into a too short a price. Obviously, not not when you put him up, but but since, and I don't need to worry about it anymore. But certainly for a first round leader, I think he could just go and have a good day. I mean, his ball striking is is phenomenal, Jason, at the moment, isn't it? And and he's probably, I guess, just experienced enough to to maybe sort of counteract that slightly disappointing course form. Yeah, big point. Big point about the weather. I thought that'd be crucial. Interesting that he's next to uh, Matty Fitz. Yeah. In the betting, because what do you uh, make of what do you make of Fitz, Jason? Oh, do you know what? It's just I'm not. I'm not saying I'm not a fan of his. I, I, you don't. It's hard to get excited about his game. But when he is good, he's just awesome. I mean, when he went in the desert a couple of years ago to to allow Westwood to win the uh, the title. Yeah, he he just was like he was assassin like, you know he literally just played his game, carefully went round, done the job, played well, everything tee green was perfect, and nobody saw him coming, and he just you know at the end of the day he won quite comfortably when he won yeah. at um, Valderrama, you know it was, it was awesome, it was absolutely clinical in really tough conditions, um, and there we are, yeah you know top ten at, um, at Bay Hill, which we'd expect for him, you know he basically just. Uh, you know, um, old man of Till Hatton. Um, <laughs> top five at Valspar again, you know, boringly. I really like it. Played well at the match play. Um, he, he's, he's my. I looked at the top Englishman market, and, and yeah. it, the problem is that depends if Casey's fit or not. If Casey's 100%, I think he's massive, 4 1. If not, then I think Fitz is. is uh, I can see him having his best ever Masters. He's got a seventh way back. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, I just think there's something there. There's there's something a bit better. He might never show it, but I think there's something a little bit better there than. Um, than his, PJ, his PJ form has been has been superb this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And he's done everything but win re- recently, really. And you know, aside from that Valderrama win where he's really you know tidy, um, I I have a hard time seeing him win it just because I think you need to be longer. But yeah. I keep hearing that he can hit this kind of longer drive and can hit it as far as he wants to hit it type thing and he keeps saying doesn't need to have distance and who cares and I think that's a little bit naive but it 
I, th- I can see him, like you said, it'd be his best finish. And I can see him finishing fifth, and that'd be better than the seventh. Yeah, and and yeah. that's that's how I see it. And mm-hmm. his price is reflective of the fact that he's got a very good chance of finishing inside the top eleven, and probably not a very good chance of winning. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Paul Casey is someone you just spoke about, so I back Paul Casey. I put him up at eighty to one. He's obviously shortened in all since all the. You know, long prices have come out. Uh, you know, each way terms, eleven places, forty-five to one, eleven places still, uh, fifty to one, ten places. I, I just think if he's fit, he, he, you know, just like you said there, Jason. I think he's clear, like of of that English market. Like his his record is just so good. Uh, here he was sixth on debut in two thousand and four. Then he's finished tied eleventh or better five times since from 2015, 2017, He was sixth, fourth, sixth. Hasn't been as good last three years but has then sort of appeared in other pga uh, other major championships sorry and then we talked about that we always talk about that 2020 pga chases as a big positive for uh for casey and, and that second place finish i think is is actually really relevant like because i keep talking about that either having a win or a second in a major beforehand he he really could have won that pga championship it's just that Morikawa carroll was so good and i think that he he's there's so many parallels, I think, between him and Adam Scott and Sergio Garcia that they finally got the major that their kind of career deserved. And I don't think he's quite had the same stature of career, obviously, as as them. But he, he's awesome. Like he's, his tee screen is as good as it's ever been. He was third at the players, where you know he's just really unlucky with that with that lie. Yeah, and um, it was back spasms. It's not a back back issue. So I think that he probably just protects himself. He didn't turn into anything sinister. Um, if he's fit, he's he's good to go. I think he he, he did say he did say you know um, he's had spasms like that before. Yeah. Um, you know that it's to do with age and schedule and stuff like that. And the players was a long boring tournament, wasn't it? It yeah. was. Um, and and he's had these before, and I think it was I think it was 2018. I could be wrong. Uh, he came out within within weeks was uh, second twice at big tournaments. I, I yeah. wrote that at some point some last week. <laughs> um, uh, so it's it's. Like you say, if it's just spasms and he's over it, um, yeah, I, I think I think I mean he's currently eight to one for uh, top GB and I um, eight to one, and I think he's four to one top Englishman. I think um, which like for me really appeals if he's I mean him and him and Fitz, if I had him and Fitz in, in that, then yeah, you know, I'd, I'd be pretty happy. Yeah, I agree with all of that. Um, my last man in on my preview was Siwoo Kim. He was a hundred and ten to one at this point. Um, he's now 66 to 1 for these 11 places and 10 places and I don't really care about that anymore but interestingly enough he's he's had a top 10 finish and he's had four uh, top 13 finishes that have all been one shot shy of top 10 finishes this season so um, he's in banging form he had a 12th here last year where he was really really impressive again just one shot off of that top 10 so I think the way to play him now that the odds have crashed in is just to back him for a top 10 rather than try and nick the win value that probably isn't there um, you could argue that he's a peak die specialist. You could also argue that he's had three wins and three playoff losses before the age of 26. So he, mm. he's obviously prolific. Uh, could have had a six wins, you know, if, if he's, you know, Barnsley had balls and all that sort of stuff. But, um, you know, I, I did like him and now I don't. It's, it's a short way of that. I also thought that Russell Henley was interesting, but the prices have, have not missed him. And then the, the sort of last people I considered were Robert McIntyre. I thought that actually... You know, the price was pretty fair in him, 100 to 1 with 11 places, showing some form again. Played so well here last year, made the most birdies of anybody in the field. Has that left-hander thing that everybody loves, and 
you know, you've got to play one at stop point. And uh, it was between him and sort of Cameron Young that I thought could be the kind of outsiders. But other than that, gents, I haven't got anything else. Uh, Brad, I know you've got one more that you want to talk about. Um, yeah. So I'll let you come on to him. Then Jason, he can finish his selection as well. Yeah, no, I was tossing up a few in the triple digits. I mean, it's tough to get too excited about them because you just think it's so unlikely, isn't it? But I, I, like you, I liked Cameron Young and I also liked Taylor Gooch. And I think them two I'm quite interested in looking at maybe top debutant market. But the guy I went with was um, Thomas Peters at 100 to 1. And I got him yeah. with Sky 11 places. But there's 125 still out there with Bet365 eight places mm. and and 100 to 1 uh, Paddy Power with 10 places. So it's still pretty much there. Um, and I just think he offered the best value of the lot. He had that brilliant fourth place finish here on his debut back in 2017. Missed a cut the following year, which was his only other appearance here um and he won the portugal masters end of last year and then backed it up with a massive win in abu dhabi back in january that's two wins in his last nine starts which has propelled him to 33 in the world rankings so that's bloody good and uh, hasn't pulled up many trees recently in uh, the states but i liked like what i saw partly of him at the, the match play and he just looks a determined figure again and a, a bit calmer out on the golf course which might be <laughs> the effects of fatherhood but it, do, it doesn't take him a lot to uh, lose his rag but that that if he is a bit calmer if my observation is correct that would definitely help his causes it's certainly the type of golf course that you can quite easily lose your rag um, if it doesn't go your way so it's going to be playing longer as we've said you know augusta this year so due to the weather and the slight changes so i think it's worth having someone on your betting card who can absolutely just rip it and peters is definitely in that camp and he's a player who likes the big stage like we were saying about Zalatoris you know Sheffler yeah. um you know he has that fourth place at Augusta but he also finished sixth at the US PGA two top five finishes in WGC events so yeah I think he's I like him as a bomb this week. he's the only one I've had in the, the triple digits and further down the field I think it's really funny because if, if if he didn't miss the cut of the Genesis or he didn't play the Genesis or anything like that, I'd have just been all over him. But because he got me that win at um, Abu Dhabi, wasn't it? And, you know, I was just all in on him at the Genesis. Even when he come from 80 to 1 or 100 to 1 into 66 to 1, I was still like, no, I'm still playing him. And he was shit. Yeah. And, it's, and it's really, really stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a terrible bias to have because it's one week and it's a tough golf course. Um, I just I can just see him doing it again. I can just I just see him going into water here, there, and everywhere. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the thing is, Brad, he's he's 125 to one. Yeah, exactly. to one and it just... doesn't matter, does it? No, you know, no. it's we, we say places, this all the time. If he, he can somehow do it. I mean, it's just. But he can. Like he, he's. Oh, we he's know it. Yeah, that's so what I mean. He just shows up. That's what I mean. It's like he's one of them players who will just like suddenly the big stage and he he just get he just shows up out of nowhere doesn't he so i think he is one of those that is worth chancing in the triple digits right over a lot of the others it's really hard to tell right because that debut he was 12th after round one first after round two ninth after round three and fourth after round four two sixty eights there uh second and fourth round missed the cut marginally uh the following year and not played since so is it a case of overvaluing that fourth place finish if he'd have finished 20th do we do we dive in and then at 101 again you just it's no, really hard exactly. but, yeah probably but not. you can only go by what the, the information presented in front of you we know exactly. that thomas peters can play with augusta we've seen yeah. it he's won earlier this season he's in the top 35 in the world 
He's got a Ryder Cup team to make. I think more than anything, it gives himself confidence that he's he's finished fourth. You know, not just yeah. back. He's he's looking at himself and look, I've done it. I've been fourth here before, and he probably thinks he's a better player now than he is back then. But he probably is a better player as well. He's probably a more complete player. Complete. He's a, he had he had uh, injury problems which derailed him for a little bit. He is quite clearly mental, but if he's slightly men- less mental this time, then that's obviously a bonus. Um, I haven't got any more any more on here. Jason, have you got any more that you want to talk about? Um, I would have liked to play Russell Henley in some way. Um, yeah. I couldn't in the outright market because I think 55-1 to 1 to win Augusta is horrendous. Yeah, yeah. He's never, yeah. ever going to do that. Yeah, um, But he's playing some awesome, awesome stuff, you know, and everything he does is, is all about his approach play, as we know. Yeah, you know he keeps losing losing strokes off the tee, and then he still finishes sort of if you like top twenty tee at green because he's he's, he's so good. And on the uh, sort of conversely, I'd also like to have played Gary Woodland in some way, Hmm. who I think might be a touch of value each way. Um, But the problem is I think he's only fifty five or sixty, yeah, sixty six when you want most places. Ninety with three six five top eight. Well, I don't know, don't know, or maybe maybe without the other four. He's played some fantastic um, Tita Green stuff. He's uh, found five strokes in four of his last five events. His irons are bang on it. Um, obviously, we're not sure we can trust him um, on the greens. He's not as bad as uh, Branch Nedica was last night in 18. <laughs> if anybody that. Um, those two I'd like to get with in some way, but um, you know, I, I can't see how and I can't see why. So um, I'm not sure at the moment. Uh, Woodland's um, one of those that you think he'd probably play better here than he has. Uh, yeah, but he's had it, he's had good rounds though. I think is 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 important to note. Like he has had good stuff in there. I thought I thought Max Homer could come here and just well, really better what he's done. Obviously, he can't get any worse. He's missed two cuts, but I think I think he can. You know, he's only 20. missed it on the number though, hasn't he? I think. Yeah, and and I think he's just so good. I think he's really really good. I think, him. I think it does underrated a bit. Um, but I don't think he's been missed out. And I think he's actually more popular than, than I expected him to be as well. So, no, not that it matters when you're betting because a million people could have the same bet slip as long as you've got it. It doesn't matter. But, you know, in terms of drafting things out, I would be against. The other things, I thought Kevin Nile was actually quite a big price. I don't really think he's ever going to win, but he's got back-to-back top 15 finishes. So maybe those 11 places are, are pretty tidy there at 125-1 to 1, and you can get 150-20 if you want to take less places, 175 if you want eight places. Um and then I thought Stuart Sink in some sort of capacity to be top 20 or something ridiculous like that. But mm. otherwise, I just... My, my, my favourite thing was the fact that Takumi Kanaya uh, is $6,000 uh, on DraftKings, which is actually $1,000 cheaper than Larry Mize, uh. Uh, Bernard Langer, Freddie Couples, Sandy Lyle, <laughs> and $2,000 oh. cheaper than Mike Weir. Poor oh, Takumi. Sorry, Tom. You mentioned that. I was going to say about, about Harrington, about yeah. Pod, and 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 you know he's eleven to ten to make the cut. Pod seven to five with one firm. I haven't looked at the whole market to win the top senior as well. Yeah, no, I was just about to say that top senior with Boyle. I think I saw him as like seven to four or something. But it may be that he only has to make the cut to be top senior. Yeah, well, the, yeah. the others are basically. I really like that. Only Langer, isn't it? He's, he's only yeah. got to beat Langer, isn't he? That's it. Isn't it? And Nakajima top amateur, amateur as well. That's just yes. seems like yeah. you could double that. You could double that up, I reckon. Uh, you could triple it with Corey Connors to be top Canadian. Yeah, then, then you can get a second mortgage. That's your uh, lost for words treble. There you go. Lost for words treble. Nakajima top amateur. Podrick yeah. Harrington top senior. 
and what was the other one we were Corey doing? Corey Connors, top Canadian. Corey Connors, top Thank Canadian. Um, it's interesting because Brad mentioned Podrick Harrison before you came on, Jason, and I sort of said to him that Jason will mention him uh, yeah. at some point. So that was interesting to you see. You know, and the, the harder it is, and, and any win, you yeah. know, it, we, you know, it's banging. I mean, yeah, I agree. Uh, like I say, top senior was the one, but when I've seen that eleven to ten to make the cut, I mean, that's. Um, that's quite appealing as well. I mean, my only negative was he hadn't played here for six years and he hasn't made a cut in 10 years or whatever it is, nine years. So it, it's just really hard. But then it speaks volumes that he is back here and, yeah, and what he, he's been doing. He says he's some... not going to be making up numbers either. There's fighting talk there as well, which is what you like to see. He's just he's just that type of person, Podrick Harrington, that just yeah. will not will not give in. Probably, probably he actually about showed up for the did. first time on the Champions Tour last last week as well. Yeah, I thought so, he would take that by storm, which is. Well, what's... I say showed up. He didn't finish. He didn't finish down the bottom. But yeah. It's weird how he doesn't like thrive there. I, I thought he would definitely take to that a bit more. Uh, I think that's a bit of stubbornness. I think he still yeah. wants to be playing with. Oh, of with, course, but he still plays balls. well when he plays in the the professional events, the normal events. You know. Well, it's, it says something that I know. I know it's still a big price, but it says something that he's still two hundred and fifty to one rather than. You know, five hundred to one, didn't it? You mm. know, it, it, I think there's still a bit of protection. Yeah, top forty, uh, top senior. That's I think that's the way. I think I think that is the way to go, and I think that is about all I've got for mm. um, the Masters. I, I have got Jordan Spieth, Justin Rose, um, Shane Lowry, and possibly uh, one other, uh, maybe Mark Leishman in the first round leader market. Ah, yeah, um, top top Aussie. Yeah, I thought top he was a Aussie. Big yeah. yeah. It's, it's interesting now he's, he's he started very well here a couple of times um, and I thought that was quite interesting I think when he was fourth back in whatever it was 2013 when, when Scott won he opened with a 66 uh, when he was ninth he opened pretty well as well I think he shot 70-67 the first two days and even the last year or the year before I think he played well as well so it's you know it He's just the type of player that can just knock it around for one round. I think you know him, Justin Rose, and and Spieth are just those. I think, I think you're always going to see like those familiar names for at least one or two rounds, and then they'll tail off, and you know they they fit the bill. So that would probably be the way I would play them. So let's summarise our selections before we go any further. I am going with Justin Thomas at fourteen to one or twelve to one, whatever it is that you can get now. I'm just playing win only because he's going to win. Uh, Brooks Kepka at 20 to 1. Uh, Will Zalatoris is now whatever he is, 33, 30s. I had him at 40s. Had Paul Casey at 80s. Now he's getting into the prices where you know you start to think about it in the injury, but I still think 50 to 1 and 45, 11 places is really fair. Siwoo Kim, uh, he's just gone into the wrong price. 100 to 1, I really liked him. 66 to 1, you can just forget it and just focus on the top 10. Um, Brad, your selections, please. Yep, I've gone with Patrick Candlay, 22 to 1, and that is still available with Bet365, uh, eight places. I've gone Shane Lowry, 45 to 1. I took that with Bet365, eight places as well, but that isn't there anymore. But the next best is Bet Victor, um, 45 to 1, same price, but six places. And then I took Thomas Peters at 100 to 1, 11 places with Sky. That's not available anymore, but the next best is he's still available at 100 to 1. But uh, one place less, 10 places with Paddy Power. So, yeah, that's yeah. my fruit. I like that. And, Jason, your selections for the Masters. Yeah, uh, by the way, I'm currently second in the seasonal long uh, plugged lie uh, oh, competition. Yeah. I like that. Anyway, having missed a week <laughs> out as well. Very but good. Anyway, that's all right. You're welcome. So, you should be first uh, then. Genius. 
I would have been first if I if I hadn't <laughs> if I yeah if I hadn't defeated one twice. Yeah. Anyway, um, JT, I think he'll win. No, it's very very boring, but it's the Masters, so you have to be. Um, Xander, I think Brad, you've called it correct. The right bet is eighteen to one without. Um, I like that. Four. That's a good alternative. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, I've got to see Casey's fit. If we're, if we're presuming he's fit, then I'm going with him. Uh, top Englishman, top English and, and Irish. Um, I'd like to be with Fitzgerald, uh, Fitzgerald, Fitzpatrick in some way, but Lord knows how, not sure. Uh, and Pod to make the cut and top senior, I think, mm-hmm. are my bets at the end. You've got to remember so, loss for words treble, though, haven't you? And, and the loss for words treble of top amateur Nakajima, uh, Corey Connor's top Canadian, and what are we doing, Podrick Harrington? Top, to, senior. top senior. Top senior. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. make the cut, whichever way you want to do it. Um, gents. Real order of business is the champions' dinner. Now I'm yes. pretty sure Jason has just done this to show my, um, you know, my what, what's the word? Immature palate. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Jason fire off first with his gourmet cuisine, and oh. then I'll just I'll just come in with the with the childish fish fingers or something. No, the problem is I've, I looked at the, some of these champions. Is they're bloody awful. I know. Yeah. Oh, they're just disgusting. I'm sorry. I mean, um, you know, they had like fish and chips one one year. They, I yeah, I mean, Tiger had burger and chips, didn't he? Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, Sandy Lowe had haggis. I mean, can you get more? <laughs> can you get more? Cliche. I mean, yeah, I appreciate the pride and all that in your national dish, blah, 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 blah. But you you've know, got to enjoy it, though, haven't you? You know, Mike Weir had um, do or something, right? Yeah. Quill had lobster ravioli, obviously, which he probably didn't pay for. Um, and the mighty, the mighty Angel Cabrera, right? God rest his dear soul. He's got steak. He's just away. He had this massive meat spread thing, which looked yeah. freaking yeah. awesome. Anyway, my menu, right? I, I'm not sure if you can have a starter, because I seem to only mention two, but I'm having one, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's sure, mackerel, sure, dinner. <laughs> right? Smoked mackerel with uh, a homemade horseradish type thing and uh, beetroot crisps to mm, start. Nothing. Right? Then we've got, uh, we've actually got um, uh, a West Indian dish. So it's cook-up chicken which is chicken that's been uh, sort of cooked in gravy for like hours and hours and hours. Uh, it's got carrots in it. Um, and obviously have rice and peas and some planting and stuff like that. And then for dessert, we'll have banana that's been poached in a caramel sauce, peanut brittle and Bailey's ice cream. <laughs> Fuck it. Really this, is, that this is what I mean. It's like, it's like listening oh, to bloody Gordon Ramsay. I mean, I'd, I'd have that. Would you eat sure. it or not? I wouldn't. I'll do that. that. You to be a friend Tom, you wouldn't be invited. Right? <laughs> Not you couldn't even get in as a caddy. Because I just, yeah, I just, you know, I'd, I'd sit you down there with like an Iceland sort of prawn ring or something and a Victoria. Well, I won't even eat that either. I don't like prawns. <laughs> Party food. Yeah, I'd, but I'm just looking through some of the of some of the recent dinners and uh, Dustin Johnson had a choice of garden salad or Caesar salad, a main course of prime filet mignon with mashed potatoes. Yeah. And that's good. Okay. I like that. Yeah, and then sure. he had either, or he could have had a sea bass, which you know you could have left yeah. alone. Yeah. Then his his puddings were peach cobbler and apple pie with vanilla ice cream. I'd have eaten that. Probably. Yes. I don't. I don't, yeah. I don't know what peach cobbler really would taste like, but I'll you know peach would be my guess. But um, and then I'm just looking at Danny Willett, and he had mini cottage pies, Sunday oh, roast of prime ro- roasted potatoes that. and vegetables, Yorkshire puddings. Oh, I think that's great. Apple pie on a vanilla custard. Yeah, me and Will are on the same. Yeah, I, I like a bit. So give us yours, Brad, before I go into well, my uh, immature dish. Well, for starter, I think I'd have some fresh oysters from my local seaside town, Mersey, with a little no, bit I'm of Tabasco, Tabasco on the side. 
Um, for the main, I'm going to have some proper East End pie and mash with liquor. Um, and then for dessert, I'll probably have a European cheese board, you know, like Gorgonzola, Stilton, all, <sighs> all that lovely blue cheese served with a glass of port. And then uh, for, for I'd definitely have some red wine on the side, maybe some Chateau Neuf de Pau. Yeah, and then, then we're sorted. That'd be, it'd be banging. I'm really, I'm really surprised that the three of us have become friends because I, I don't think we'd ever be able to go out for dinner. I mean, I, I <laughs> joked before because I haven't really had much time to think about it. I'd probably just go with uh, pizza for my main because you know I love pizza and it'd be really stupid to stray from that. You know, it's my fucking dinner. I'll pick what I want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and you know, pizza's my favourite dish, so I, I'd probably have something to do with pizza and try and jazz up a pudding somehow. But how much can you jazz up a Victoria sponge? But <laughs> I think I think if I was sitting there and I had to serve people dinner, I'd probably have some sort of steak, uh, steak and some triple cooked chips they call them, or beef dripping chips or something like that. Mm. Um, haven't really given some start. I'd probably go with sides. I'd probably have like a little mac and cheese sides with some something famous. I'd probably chuck some. What about the lob- mozzarella sticks? Yeah, mozzarella sticks. Oh. That, you know, they they come in later, don't they? Um, oh, you know, they, right. they can they can go on the side with you. <laughs> With, with your mac and cheese, right? But I'd probably put, yeah. I'd, I'd let someone put something in their mac and cheese. Like you could have like a bit of lobster in there or something. I wouldn't have it. I'd Ooh. just let everyone else have it. Um, would I have wine? Probably. I, I'd drink wine when it's free at a wedding. I don't drink it when I've got to pay for it because I'm not quite acquired to that yet. Um, <laughs> in terms of pudding, what can I do that I actually think is quite adult? I don't know. I, I'd have some sort of cheesecake. I don't know which one. Vanilla cheesecake. I'd have a raspberry cheesecake, I think. I think that's a Yeah, Asda's a pretty good one. Um, It's better than Morrison's. Um, Don't know what Sainsbury's is like. Haven't had one for a while. Marks and Spencer's decent. You know, is what it is. Um, I don't think I would win Champions Dinner of the of the century, but um, I think everyone would quietly enjoy it. Without I think, that, I think they'll remember yours, though. Of course they would, and I would be. I, I think I'd be entertaining. I think I, my entertainment would be better than I don't know Mike Weir. I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty confident I would. I would top Mike Weir. I think I'd top Zach Johnson because he'd just try and miss hit a driver in front of everybody as a bit of a laugh and. <laughs> You know, you, you look at some of these Masters winners and you think, God, they must have had a really miserable time. Like, I like Charles Schwartzel, but is he is he fun? Probably not. Uh, I, don't, know. I don't know. Angel Cabrera is probably, you know, just uh, swearing at you in Argentinians. Bit... No, come on. Hey, he probably is. I, I, probably I think be a good he... crack after a few beers. Oh, I'd be hilarious, yeah. A few beers, you few riocas. That. Exactly, that's probably why I just, you know, Marco Mira. Mark O'Meara had chicken fajitas, steak fajitas, sushi, and tuna sashimi. Why did he need four different things? That's... This is a man after my own heart. Tiger Woods, cheeseburgers, chicken sandwiches, french fries, and milkshakes. Perfect. Yeah, Why he said, don't... he what? said that's what I eat, so that's what I'm serving. Exactly, yeah. and that's that's what you need to have. I Don't don't go with stuff that you don't eat. Ben mm. Crenshaw obviously had ter- Texas barbecue because he likes Texas barbecue. You... No. We actually haven't mentioned Tiger. I know, and and I was I was planning Actually, to do yeah, that. Yeah, it's pretty disgusting that. So let let's let's just quickly talk about him before I cut it off because we have just talked about yeah. a ridiculous conversation. Um, <laughs> Tiger Woods, right? I think it would be an absolute success if he makes the cut, and if he makes the cut, I think he finishes forty second, and mm. that's great. That's that's about what I, he can't even find the right shoes to walk in for a practice round at the moment. Yeah. Like I think people think because 
because they consider how much of a miracle 2019 was, right, and how amazing it was he come back after, what was it, 11 years since he's won a major or whatever, the guy was 12th in the world. He just won the Tour Championship. He just gained a bunch of strokes at the WGC off the tee and, and, and approach. And now he's hasn't played for 17 months. Like, I know it's Tiger Woods. And I know people are ready to clip this and put it out. And it's probably what I've probably subconsciously left out because I don't want to keep making a fool of myself. But he can't. He can't contend, can he, Jase? No. I think it's... it's I, I... Just think it. I, I don't. I don't well, know. I, still, I don't know whether. I don't know whether you celebrate the fact that he's back and he's back at Augusta, or whether you just think it's just a damn shame because it, Tiger should be remembered for who Tiger was, and it's it's fading. Well, um, the the thing is, is that people have got this thing in their head that he wouldn't be here unless he could compete, and that's because that's what we've always said about Tiger Woods for mm. a decade, right? I don't think that's true anymore. I think he just wants to be around the competition, that he wants to be around the guys, and he's fucking terribly bored at home, bored of walking on one leg, yeah. and thinks, oh, I'll go back to the Masters where it's a bit ceremonial. I don't, I don't think he's here I, thinking I, I he completely, can win. I completely agree with that, yeah. yeah like, I, you realistically I think, think he has a chance of winning this. You know, like, he, he literally like enjoys Justin Thomas's company now. And people are actually saying that's a negative that for Justin Thomas that Tiger's here, which I think's bizarre i think them playing practice rounds and him helping justin thomas out is great um yeah i mean i don't even know if he'll play everyone's everyone's saying how could he still be how could he still be warming up how can we see all these hype videos and he's still going to play he hasn't got a shoe that fits yet Mm. like as you said it'd be miraculous i think making the cut would be a huge achievement if, if he makes the cut and and we get to see tiger play some Real old school Tiger stuff, off some you know tight lies, or we we see a lovely iron shot to three feet yeah. or whatever. Few that's moments. enough, Few right? Moments, yeah. I I think that's great, and I think it's what I don't like is that like everyone seems to think we need it and we don't need it. Like, yes, we still enjoy it, and nostalgia is great. And 2019 was probably the, the the greatest moment of sport I think I've ever watched live, and I, and I was mm-hmm. genuinely you know tearful because it was amazing right but golf is in such a good place in terms of talent level and it's exciting and you know there's all these people coming through and we don't you can't not say you don't need Tiger Woods because he he is legitimately the person that moves the needle all the time but it's gotta it's all things come to an end and all good things Mm -hmm. it's like it's like Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi in football like eventually they're just going to retire exactly and they're they're going to have to bow out. And because they still score 20 goals a season um, and, and they still win big matches, they look great. And Tiger Woods is probably not even going to be able to win an event now. Um, I can't believe he's playing. Like, what is it, 17 months since he had that, or 14 months since he had that car crash? Yes, like, it's way too soon. Yeah. If anything, it's sad. Like, I just think it's sad that, like, I think he's not content with just being off the golf course. I, I think I think anyone else in his position would probably just... <laughs> call it a day and just say like i need to work on some stuff here and it's not my golf (laughs) yeah um you know i know we can go into you know all the different takes with tiger woods and i don't i don't want to shit on him because he's he's the greatest i think sportsman has ever lived right i think not even just golf but um i just i don't want to see him keep limping out there and especially if if he is going to be shit like and really struggle then that would like the the line set at like seventy six and a half for what he shoots over under. 
Mm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not good, is it? I mean, it's not I, I, I don't understand how people are actually betting on him. Is like, it? just, just, just sit back and relax, and just, but make your bets, and just, let's just see how he does. You know, no one really has an idea. I mean, you can guess he's going to miss the cut. I mean, he's Tiger Woods. You can, he's done ruling him out, and it's just as we said. It's just. It would be just brilliant if he could make the cut and we get to see some moments from him, you know, rolling back the years a bit. But to, to it's his it choice. Like... It's his choice, though. It's his choice to it play, you know. And if if he wants to do it, he's got the option to, then brilliant. Let him do it. I mean, you've got a load of other people in this field who are just absolutely like write-offs from the off, like Sandy yeah. Lott and uh, other ones. Yeah, I, mean, yeah like, like I have no problem with Tiger being in the field. I have no problem with him wanting to give it a go. And I'm really glad that he's, he didn't, you know, we didn't lose him. Like, it's basically the oh, yeah, of course. the biggest thing. Like, he was 10th after round one when he was defending champion in 2020, and then he just tailed off. And I just think that's, we might get one good round out of him, possibly. Yeah. Um, and if we do, then... First round leader? Well done. No, no, not first round leader. <laughs> first round. I don't know what. I mean, at least his champion's dinners are good, right? I think that's the, yeah, that's yeah. the one takeaway <laughs> for, um, for Tiger Woods. But anything else to add on that, Jace, before we, uh, before we uh, close the show? No, no, no. All good, mate. No. I, I think that's it. I think I'm, I'm happy with that. I think that mm-hmm. summarises the Masters for us. Uh, busy week for everyone. So, Brad, obviously, you've got your all stuff uh, on Patreon. Hopefully, your yep. subscribers have all read already. Um, Jason, you're, you're all over Golf WRX this week. And I shall be on Oddscheck for everything now. So, um, all done, all dusted. And uh, on to the Masters, which we will enjoy watching. So, thank you all, and uh, good luck to you.